I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Jamie where she shares with us how to do female solo travel as a digital nomad. Hey Jamie, how are you? Hi Demi, I'm fantastic. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm so excited to talk to you about this topic, but before we get to that, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Absolutely. So I am Jamie Capincerco. I've been a digital nomad for a year and a half now, and I grew up wanting to travel the world, but my mom was a single mom, and it just wasn't our reality. And so when I went to the University of Florida, I knew that study abroad was definitely going to happen, if not once, multiple times. And so after my freshman year of college, I ended up going to Israel and spent the summer there. And it was a country I knew very, very little about, but had the best time. I interned there for a startup and met great people and just felt really free. But the last four weeks I was there, Israel was getting bombed and I was running to bomb shelters each day. And I really had to decide at that moment or at some point during those four weeks if I was going to stay or go back to the U.S. And of course, I had friends and family reach out to me telling me to come home. And I decided to stay because ultimately I did feel somewhat safe. And, And from that experience in Israel, I traveled a lot. So I studied abroad in Hong Kong. I did semester at sea. And then at the age of 20, I started traveling solo. My first solo trip was to Hungary and then to Ireland. And it was just incredible. And from then on, I have definitely have a travel bug. And then I was able to, fortunately, about a year and a half ago, find a remote job and live in several different countries. So I spent five months last year in Serbia, even during the pandemic. Um, and then the first five months of 2021 in South Africa, and I'm currently in Croatia, heading to Italy next week. So much amazing things that you have done in the last few years, and it's been such a whirlwind for you, I'm sure. But you've continued to travel even during the pandemic, so that must have been a really interesting experience for you. Can you take us through your preparation and what it's like to travel especially when you're doing it solo? Like, are there certain things that you make sure you have? How do you prepare for it? There's so much more to to dig into here, especially for us females, like feeling safe. Uh, You know, do you choose a country that way? I know I just asked a ton of questions, but (laughs) take take us through your preparation. How do you prep for the process first? So at this point, I don't prep a lot. 
But I think a good place to start is figuring out where I want to go. So if I want to go to a place I've been before, obviously I know that like the place ball, but let's say um, I'm going to a place that I think is a bit more dangerous, such as South Africa. And I, so before going there, I ended up buying pepper spray. Um, and then just like having your wits about you. So I think it's less preparation, but more being really cognizant of where you are in your surroundings. Even if you're in Rome or Paris, like you have to be extremely, like I'd be more careful in those two cities than I would be in Croatia. Croatia is like super safe. So kind of knowing what happens and you can easily like there easily do research to find um if there is a lot of crime kind of what kind of crime it is whether it's kind of petty or if it's being held at gunpoint or knife point which is something that does happen in South Africa even though it's one of my favorite places um so really just like figuring out those kind of things prior to going to make sure you're okay with it or if it's just like Maybe a bit of like, uh, yeah, like if you're on the subway and you always hear those stories of stuff getting taken out of your bag. So definitely trying to figure out where your comfort level is with the place that you're looking to go. Absolutely. That's definitely one of the things that is uh, really a good thing to to research, especially if you're going to be going there for a longer period of time and you want to live there for for, um, you know, it's not just for a vacation. So how do you actually choose, Jamie, the countries that you want to visit? Is there any certain criteria that you look for? How do you do that? How do you find the right place for you? Like right now, I have friends that live in a lot of different countries around the world. So I would say I often pick where I have at least one or two people or even a larger network. That way, when I get there, it's just a lot easier and I have a friend or a family member. And so that's always nice. But also affordability is one of the top things on my list. And so that's kind of why I chose Serbia. I mean, there are many reasons why I chose Serbia because there are great cafes and restaurants and it's a part of Europe, even though it's not part of the EU. So it's easy to get around Europe. But it is super affordable for what you can get. And the same with South Africa, you can get a great meal for maybe $7. So I would say having at least a few people, um, even if you don't know many people, having a community that you can enter. So for me in South Africa, that was the digital nomad community that was kind of like welcomed me in. And I had friends within a week, I had maybe like 10 new friends. So I'd say those are the most important things to me is affordability and some type of connection. Absolutely. And I think that's what really makes or breaks your stay, right? Is that community that you're able to find and build. Now, how are you able to find those people? How do you find a community when you are in that specific country so that it does feel like home for you? So I usually start on Facebook. So even though, let's say Belgrade doesn't have a large digital nomad community, there are quite a bit of expats. So there is an expats page. So I think it's like uh, expats in Belgrade, foreigners in Belgrade, these Facebook pages that you can ask questions and often people want to meet for coffee or beer. And then with Cape Town, there is a digital nomad Facebook group that then leads you to a WhatsApp group. 
And it's a great way to not only make friends, but also find out about visa information and traveling, especially in and out of the country right now with COVID restrictions. So I would say starting with Facebook is what I, my best bet when I'm traveling. And then even like right now, I'm staying in an Airbnb in Cortula, Croatia, and I've become friends with my host and we had some wine together and we went swimming. And so there are multiple ways to build that network, but I would definitely recommend starting with Facebook. Love that. Now, is there any other things that you would give someone as a tip if they decide that they want to travel solo and also become a digital nomad that you feel like you wish you had learned before you started or just some gems that you've learned now since you've been doing this for a little bit of time? Yeah, I would say first, stop wishing and start doing. I was a scholarship kid. My mom didn't just hand me money. I've worked for everything and you can too. If that's your dream is to see the world, there's nothing holding you back. And sure, there could be family challenges or whatever. But I think once you start living for yourself and realizing that travel doesn't have to be super expensive, also just creating a budget. So I don't believe in burning through savings to travel at all. I don't burn through my savings, but I travel pretty frugally. I do enjoy nice meals out occasionally and some shopping occasionally, but I really believe in saving as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just do it. I don't think anyone will ever regret it. And even if you don't have the best experience, it will be an experience you can learn from and use that in a lot of different ways. Such a great advice. Love that, Jamie. Definitely take opportunities as they come. And, you know, like a lot of this stuff is just most of the time fear. And once you get through that hurdle, everything will just come as it should be. So love that. Thank you so much, Jamie, for being here with us. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? So they can find me on social at she underscore travels underscore solo. She Travels Solo or on SheTravelsSolo.com or through my virtual assistant company, the EiffelAgency.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jamie. We really appreciate you. Thanks, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Jamie. Make sure to visit TheOffBeatLife.com. Again, that's TheOffBeatLife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she's been able to travel the world as a digital nomad while working as a project manager and owning her own VA company. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing, to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.